suspicious, though. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Not surprising. <laughs> but Sound, yeah. Sounds about right, Byron. Sounds right. Well, we'll see. It's not what I normally do. We'll see, I guess. So I, I want it to right. be taken seriously. It's just not what I normally do. But I'm serious about it. <laughs> we never like things that people don't normally do in our pitches. <laughs> I know. But I'm serious <laughs> about it, though. Right. Well, maybe if I can think of something as we talk, okay, maybe cool. maybe that'll help. I don't know. I feel like we should. Yeah, maybe do... maybe we can take a break and then do the plots. You know, maybe you get inspired by our conversation or something. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I guess we'll see. Uh, either way, welcome to the Back to Back Films podcast, where we cover the things you never knew you wanted to know about movies. I'm your host Keith. This is Byron. I'm Jacob. And this is Halloween week. It's the Probably the best week of the year. Probably the coolest holiday. Coolest movies. There's lots of cool shit coming out right now. Halloween is the shit. I still can't find Burning. It's really bothering me a yeah. lot, actually. Yeah, In Vancouver or Seattle. There's no showings. Gosh. Which doesn't make any sense. Has it had a release anywhere, like in LA or It's supposed anything? to be like... Oh... That's what I tried to look at. But it's, it's supposed to release at the end of October. Like, 26. So, I don't know. Which one is Burning? Which one was that? It's the Korean mystery film that was, like, making waves at uh, film festivals, I guess. I don't know the specific ones. can't remember the specific oh. ones. But it was making waves there, and it's been getting a lot of acclaim. Um, and it has a couple of Korean actors that I don't recognize. And then Steve uh, Yuan, who's, like, the he's like the Asian guy from Walking Dead. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, so, like... Yeah, it's it's supposed to be super good, and I'm really itching to see it, but I cannot find it. Usually, Vancouver at least has it. Yeah, uh, has most movies. And there's so many more theaters over there, you know. Exactly, and it's it's their fucking uh, cinema city. Like, it's just how it is. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's bothering me. I want to see that. Obviously, Suspiria is still coming out. Um, Man, there's so many movies coming out. Destroyer. Destroyer looks good. Um, Destroyer looks good. I saw that trailer before Halloween. Yeah. Um, pretty stoked. I'm yeah. looking forward to that Clint Eastwood movie, actually. The Mule. Yeah, The Mule cool. looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. It looked yeah, interesting. Yeah, The Mule does look really cool. Because he wasn't supposed to star in another movie. And he's this starring old, and directing dude. it. And he's old, so man. It's fucking awesome. Because he said it was his last film was going to be Gran Torino. Then he did another film called Troubled with the Curve. And that was his last film. The guy just I mean, can't stop. Now he just he does this. He's, he's like, just a fuck. he's just a filmmaker, man. Yeah, man. True, true, and true. A lot of respect. True and true filmmaker. <laughs> I mean, I love his I love his style too. He has such a great um, style of directing, and it's one that is the opposite of what most people think directing is. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that it's very like it's soft and kind of like, oh, that was good. Okay, let's go. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, and, and he's he he like do, quiet. He does like three takes max. Or yeah, like he's very minimal yeah. takes. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind of like, yeah, that's good, or you know, just just redo. And it. he has a he has a secret code with like the cinematographer and all of the crew, so like the actors don't know when they're filming, so they have like their own little. That's cool. That's cool. You that's know, a good like idea, gestures. So dude. it keeps he his thing is like keeping the actors like in character for the entire time when they're. That's a really yeah. fucking good idea. Yeah, I can't believe I've never thought about that. Because it is nice. Sometimes it is hard, especially when you're working with um, people with less experience acting or like just 
who are who want to be actors but just I don't know just aren't up to it I guess I don't know how to really say that but right. to be able to kind of like not have a hard line of like okay this is when you should be in character right. but just kind of keeping it in character and then not necessarily telling them when you're going to record it pressure too yeah. it does yeah there is something about saying action yeah. where it's like there's that moment where you say action and then it's kind of like things are kind of quiet for a moment and then you play the scene out and then you're like cut and then it's like done but like I do kind of like yeah. having like a fluid cuz I don't think he does say action. I don't think. No, right? he says like just go yeah, or like yeah. He, yeah. And he's like oh, okay, that's good. I remember like, Angelina Jolie like talking about that when she did the changeling with him and how he he was just like so gentle and he would just like you know, rolling and then like you mm-hmm. just roll you know yeah even when they were f- shooting on film it would just like just roll you know? yeah he's like i'm clint eastwood we yeah. can roll as yeah. much I film mean, as everybody we want wants to work with him even if they're if they disagree with like his politics or whatever like he's a, he's a fucking legend you know yeah like, yeah he is a legend he is it's true i remember saying this thing about Sully with tom hanks yep in it and he was talking about how like he couldn't figure out how to get the slide on the plane to like go down and they said they were filming it for like 20 minutes and he, his only thing that he had to do was like rip the figure out how to detach the slide and they just rolled through the whole thing as he's <laughs> trying to figure it out <laughs> it was like 20 minutes of film burn <laughs> yeah and that's like a moment like in the movie that's a moment like him trying to figure the slide out they like used what they shot there and like made it a thing that's so he cool. like found this thing organically by not involving himself in the process of even uh, of, of shooting by just observing you know and it I makes a lot of sense really to good do about that. that yeah yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense because like when you're filming the worst thing you can do is have too little footage yeah well and, and he's capturing a truth yeah you know which is yeah. really pretty cool yeah because like, yeah because you... that pilot he probably hasn't done that before so there's like something very human about him struggling for 20 minutes trying to that's you know, pretty cool. Detach yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. I got I need to study Clint. He's like a very underspoken director he's, because of his acting. Yeah. He's one of the greatest American filmmakers in the last 20 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Because he's directed more. so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's directed since the 70s. Like you don't realize how many of his own movies he's directed. Yeah. It's, because he's such a fucking cowboy like yeah he's a you legend, see like, clint eastwood and you're like oh he's just an actor he's a legend as an actor yeah but he's actually directed exactly so many it's movies. fucking weird and he's it, directed movies that like he doesn't even he's not even into like like birdie american sniper and american sniper and you know like, there's yeah. a whole bunch but what was the one million was didn't he do million dollar yeah million dollar baby million dollar yeah. like, he, baby he, yeah. he was like i like he was like, fantastic in that too, because he was the coach. Oh, he was in yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see but that he, one. but he won a whole bunch of because that film won best director, I think best picture. She won Hilary Swank won best actress, I think for that. Yeah, like it, that swept that year. Oh yeah, definitely, that movie, like, definitely. Swept. And it's yeah, a, that was a big a, film. It's a great film. But he's like one. I feel like I need like in, until we watched High Plains Drifter, I didn't know just how much he had directed. Yeah, yeah. Because then I started to really look into Have it. You and seen, it was interesting. Um, I really want to the outlaw Josie Wales. Uh uh-uh. uh That's a good. That's a good like Western film that he directed. That's okay. Like, I'll have to watch it. That one's really I haven't good. been in a Western mood recently. Well, if you if you've been get in, in that mood, mood, I would I would recommend that film. 
Okay. Um, and if you haven't seen the assassination of Jesse James, that one's on my list, word, but it's it, like three hours long. So I was like, uh... it's those two, those two, I would recommend as like go-to Western films that you have to see. I just yeah, haven't I'd, been in I'll a mood second for that. Assassination of Jesse James. I heard it it's was one good. of my favorite movies. Okay. Yeah. Just period. It's one of the best Westerns made in the last fifty years. I mean, it's. Okay, maybe best. I'll try and like, check it out. Plus, it has, dude. It's Dinkins behind the camera. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll <laughs> just there's there's a uh, train <laughs> scene that is has some. It's like the most beautiful train night scene. It's just like one single light yeah. uh, okay. on, on that scene, it's, and it's amazing. You you're gonna just cream your pants. The okay. best uh, train heist scene, you know, ever yes. executed. One beautiful, beautiful <laughs> yeah. train heist scene. Nice and dark, okay. like. You know, I'll have to watch black. it then. And Brad Pitt does You'll a great love it. job. Casey Affleck, right, is such an awesome. He does such a good. job. I just haven't that. been in the mood for like a long movie. It's recently. really good. It's tough. You'll, You'll love it, it though. It's feel it's, like three hours. I'm sure. I'm sure it won't. Because you'll just be. I mean, the cast in it alone. Sam Shepard, um, uh, the guy who won for uh, Billboards. Um, not a. Uh, not a. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's. In oh, he's in. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like it's 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 a. That's cool. It's a film. Okay. I mean, it's got. You, I'll you, I'll watch it. You'll, I have, you'll like it. It's on my list. Yeah. I have just a really long list. My my movie need to watch list is just so <laughs> fucking long, dude. And I've only now gotten to the point where I can have like, you know, breaking up the podcast like we did has helped. But I need to be able to. I'm I'm trying to watch more stuff. Yeah. You know, watching our two movies plus whatever else, like just trying to keep being inspired, I guess. Yeah. But it's hard. I just I haven't been in the mood for like long stuff. I've been in the mood for kind of just like short, sweet, dark, yeah. and and just just dark. Yeah, I was in kind dark. of dark. I was in kind <laughs> of like a a thing where I was watching a lot of these long movies like Leviathan and stuff. Mm-hmm. But lately, I've been watching a lot of TV shows. I just have to plug one real quick: American Bodyguard. Bodyguard on Netflix. Oh, I haven't, heard, I haven't seen you this. You gotta see this. Okay, it's awesome. Okay, it's awesome. It's it's pretty sweet. But that's all I'm gonna say. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Just because I know we gotta we got stuff to say about Halloween, but Bodyguard, just check it out. I mean, speaking of Halloween, we watched American Horror Story the new season, like about half of it. I'm behind and on it. It's AHS. pretty fucking sick. I need dude. to see it. It's pretty sweet. Shit, it's pretty sweet. I still need to see Colt. Colt is good. Because I haven't seen Colt and I haven't seen the new one. There's we rewatched Colt. two seasons Colt. behind now. Like, that show is so good, dude. That show is Because like... I finished um, the the one the one that's like documentary. Uh, yeah, like Ro- Roanoke. Roanoke. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. It was different than I was expecting. But Fucking it was better sweet. than I thought. It that was. one's brutal, too. Yeah, yeah There's it a lot was of bloodier than stuff. I thought. Yeah. Um, so a lot of brutal stuff I'm excited about Colt and this new one. Colt is good. Apocalypse, Colt... right? Huh? Apocalypse, Apocalypse yeah. Colt has a really good ending. Oh, cool. Because sometimes it, their endings aren't that good. Exactly. You know? But so, they made up for it in Colt. Okay, cool. It's got a good ending. <laughs> and then Apocalypse has been pretty dope uh, because it kind of combines, like, multiple seasons. Oh, sweet. Oh, because it's... The early seasons. Because it's connected to Coven, right? It's connected to the and Coven, Coven and the first season. Oh, and the first season's yeah. great, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. I haven't... I'll have to I didn't get far that, enough. Maybe. I didn't get far enough into it to... Before it connected to the first season yet, but it connected. The witches showed up. Oh shit! We were watching it. And it I takes like to it takes like about three or four episodes before the witches show up, and I was just like, "Dude, this when they show up, shit's gonna hit the fan." And then when they did, it was like shit hits the fan. Fuck! I might have to rewatch yeah. those. Bef- Do you recommend rewatching it before you see the new season? That's up to you. I mean, 
The characters are pretty. I mean, like what? 2013. They kind of like they kind of refresh it for you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Cool. A little bit. So it's not too bad. But it is pretty dope. I don't know. It's pretty sweet. Apocalypse setting is interesting. Anyway, this is Halloween. Halloween week. We're covering Halloween and Halloween. We're doing lots of Halloween. Everything's about Halloween. Um, the what first... is it about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first film is Halloween, released in 1978. Um, oh, quick side note, actually. We went to a horror trivia last night and won. Fuck yeah, dude! Fuck congrats, yeah, man. Dude. Nice job. What'd you guys win? Um, it was it's for pause for a beer. You know that dog bar yeah, that's yeah, in town. Yeah. So for other people who don't know, there's a bar that um is basically you bring your dog to it's it. It's called uh, pause for a beer. Pa- okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, is that the one down by the train station? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Fairhaven. Sweet. So you're allowed to bring your dog. They have all this dog stuff. A lot of people do. Um, and just hang that's out. Awesome. It's just a cool spot. So, uh, obviously, it was a trivia night, and a lot of people brought their dogs, so there's a lot of that. But then um, we went with these with uh, some people we had just recently met, actually, and uh, we swept it. Like, pretty, not not definitively, <laughs> but we got 19 out of the 20 questions right. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, partially nice. due to the people that we, who, who we went with, because they knew answers to things that I didn't know answers to and then I knew answers to things they, they didn't know answers know. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it really worked out. So we had yeah, we got nineteen of the twenty questions right. Um and we only one we missed was um it was uh the first horror movie to be nominated for an Oscar and for Best Picture and Best Supporting uh, actor. Do you know? Hmm I was think it was it, the question. Was First it, horror movie? Yeah. Was it The Exorcist? It was. Okay. okay. 1974. Oh. They should have said it was 1974 classic. Okay. And I said, first my answer was The Omen. Oh, okay. And then that answer came up later. Oh. And so we switched it to Jaws. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good that's idea. Like, that's right right good in idea. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was The Exorcist. Yeah. I would have said the exorcist just because, um, what's her name? The actress. Yeah, what's her she, face who plays Reagan, right? Yeah, yeah. She was, she I was didn't nominated. think about it. I yeah. didn't think about the exorcist when we were doing it. So, but that was the only one we missed. That's pretty good, so, man. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Because trivia, like, especially in the moment, you know, you're kind of like. Suddenly you forget everything. Yeah, you're like, no, God it's damn. so yeah. true. It's so true. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so we won that. And what we won was, uh, why I brought up that it was a dog bar is because the. We don't have a dog yet, so their their reward was that you get you have to buy a membership kind of to bring your dog um, after a certain period of time, and so they the reward or award was uh, two months of the membership. Oh, sweet. if you had a dog, that's awesome. Which is you know a decent chunk of cash. So like, yeah. And then he gave us um, little like cards that we could give to other people. We're like, we don't have dogs, cool. so he like, yeah. oh, gifted to someone else or whatever, so. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's dog. cool. They're really cool people. They're really <laughs> good people. It's a good spot. Definitely recommend it. If you come into Bellingham, go there, support them. Um, good people. Anyway, uh, there was a Halloween, like a literal from the movie Halloween question in there, too. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, our that's first, funny. So, the first film was Halloween, released in 1978, uh, 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental inst- a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield to kill again. Um, it was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It was directed by Carpenter. It stars Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, Nancy Keys, and PJ Souls. 
second film is Halloween released this year. Uh, and plot summary is Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Hmm. Halloween was written by David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and Jeff Fradley, and was directed by David Gordon Green, stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichak, Haluk Bilgener, uh, Will Patton, Ryan Reese, Jefferson Hall, and James Jude Courtney. Oh, and, uh, sorry, and James Jude Courtney and Nick Castle as Michael Myers, so those two people who played him. Um, Probably because... I've... What? I feel like Danny McBride was responsible for all of the fireworks and all of the explosions in the in the movie. <laughs> you could feel he wrote those in, dude. You could feel the yeah. McBrideisms, man. I feel like, yeah. and then David Gordon Green also did Pineapple Express, which yeah. Danny McBride obviously was a part of too. And was a producer and director of a lot of the um uh uh fuck the HBO show that he did with uh. With Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Oh, Eastbound and Down? Eastbound and Down, yeah. Yeah. So you can definitely yeah. feel that. Yeah. Like, yeah, they had yeah. to keep it so light. And yeah. I feel like that uh, kind of epitomized all of their writing through the, the black kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. was the probably the best character in the movie. Let's be yeah. honest. I love, I love the, bl- the black kid and the, and the two cops that are talking about the PB and J. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. Oh the, my god, the black kid was amazing. Just please, like, clipping his nails. I'm like, what the fuck? Use a fucking trash can, man. Like, <laughs> like they're just like going on the carpet and shit. I'm like, dude. It's like, like, but it was amazing. He's like, I want to go help you. Oh hell no! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like my nasty ass toenail. <laughs> he's like, send in the guy first. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, the, the theater laughed at that. Oh, that dude, awesome. he was <laughs> yeah, the best was part of the movie. And he had a little bit of like kind of like a lisp going on, which is like it's maybe even better. Kind of adorable. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was he was great, and he made it out alive too. Like he did, like, he did, because he ran the. Because he, just he was the only one. That was the part that I liked too, because <laughs> most movies, especially like action horror movies, well, if there is a black character. You can pretty yeah. much assume they're gonna die. Yeah. The first person to die. When I saw him, that's immediately what I thought. I'm like, oh, this kid's gonna. Are die. Are they gonna play with the trope? Of because like, they already killed a kid. Yeah, yeah. Earlier yeah. on, and then so it's like either it's you know the Asian or the black guy dies, um, and then yeah, that kid ends up like running. He's the only <laughs> one who just straight runs away and, and gets like, away. What did he say? The last thing he says because he says as he's like going out of the house, he says something. He said something I, to the dude. Yeah, and I couldn't quite say hear what he said. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but <laughs> when the movie gets released, there's going to be a clip, I feel like. I want to see a clip of that scene yeah. again with just everything that he says because yeah. it's fucking hilarious, dude. I also really wanted Michael Myers to kill the baby. Yeah, they like, teased that. Yeah, they and I was like, that come on. Tiny and bit. I, felt like, I felt like Michael Myers would have, you know? Hi! Oh, she can't hear us, probably. <laughs> so, like, hey. Hey. <laughs> you want to say Drink. hi? Tiffany says hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, we can hear. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I've... Yeah, I just feel like he would have killed the baby. I feel like he would have, too. 
And that was definitely one of those. They're like, okay, we got to draw a line somewhere. But I didn't want it. I didn't want. I, I saw the line. Like they drew the line, and I was like, what? I don't like. I didn't want. I didn't want to see that. You know what I mean? Like I wanted. Because now, because it I, didn't even need to be like anything that was like gratuitous. It was just like a quick like. Yeah. Dead, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like they could have cut before you even heard a sound effect. I mean, they hit a lot of stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that, long that violent take, of a movie, really. There was some. They they, they let they let the violence pop up yeah which is spurts. kind of like the original yeah yeah like because i was I, just gonna say that because it's in the original it's all hidden you yeah, know he's like in the car like the fog is it you know fogged up in the car so you can't really see yeah. that kill but then right. you see like the bodies afterwards and i felt like they they did that same thing in this in definitely yeah. like you see where the what happened to the bodies and like, that's almost more horrific totally that it is and it's like the long take you know, he goes into the kitchen, he spashes her in with the hammer, but you only see the yeah. chair and the table, yeah. which actually almost made it funny, Yeah, which I don't think yeah. was the, was maybe the not the best call. But then later in the take, you see him just stab her in the neck. Like, you actually that see that happen. Awesome. That was like, that was the best kill, I think. Really? You think that was the best one? The one where, the, when the, like, she, she's, like, putting the curtains and down. And then, yeah, and he goes and right through her like, neck. I think that might be. Dude, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's hard to say. It was. Like, I think it was cool because you actually saw that one. That one was know? cool because you saw it, but it felt there was this like for me this tonal shift where like the yeah. beginning of the movie had this kind of like creepy aspect to it because he's like searching for his mask. Like the bathroom scene yeah. was fucked. Dude, the I bathroom like, scene like might have been the scene. best scene. That one was pretty movie. good. But then he's like in the back of the mechanic shop, just like fucking. Yeah. Uh, Dude, yeah. That was kind of funny because I couldn't buy the punches though. Like I couldn't quite. The actor who, who's doing the punching in the background, it looked like he was kind of miming it. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And then later you see that he wasn't actually punching the guy. Like they kind yeah. of fucked up their own continuity a little bit. Yeah. So I, I it threw me out a little bit on that. But I, I like that sequence though. The sequence overall was pretty sweet. And, it was, and I, like, it's just that grungy bathroom. It pisses stuff. me off too because I literally wrote a scene that was called it was called rest stop, and it was literally basically that scene minus the teeth part. Oh wow! Um, yeah, the teeth that was awesome. And I, it the teeth part was a nice touch to it. Yeah. Uh, but I brought this scene to like a writers group one time, and they kind of shat all over it. <laughs> uh, part of it was that they were all comedians but it was like no it was kind of dumb it was kind of like they're like oh we didn't really feel like it was earned blah 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 it's like and then that exact fucking scene happens yeah. in the That's fucking funny. movie and i'm like vindication yeah fuck you guys yeah. Yeah. i was on to well something. i think i think the comedians they didn't like it because you didn't have the teeth in there you should have had the teeth yeah. <laughs> i probably should have had them dude. tap dancing the into little, the room too the, you know the teeth that the go, little chatter thing yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. little exactly. chatter teeth Get that in there. Dude, but, you know, but when he's, like, slamming the guy up against the wall and yeah. the fucking door of the yeah. stall, like, yeah. that was pretty brutal. I think that the, brutal. also the kid in the truck, the one that shoots the doctor. That oh, was yeah. pretty brutal, too. I like that they, one. Because they, they're, like, a lot they, of people like that one. They yeah. showed it. Yeah, like, it it's pretty cool. rare to have them show, like, they weren't, like, oh, this kid died, but you're pretty much, like, this kid died. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, Because he, know. like, chokes him. And then he yeah, slams like his head into the window. There was a lot of slamming. There was a lot of slamming. There was a lot of slamming in this film. It wasn't like 
and that, which I liked because it wasn't just the knife. Or slamming the, is like, brutal. Yeah, slamming is a really brutal form of killing yeah. in horror. It's brutal to watch too. It's very visual. You yeah, know? like the Absolutely. the stabbing of a knife. The knife just goes in the skin, and you see the aftermath of it. But like when you're bludgeoning <laughs> someone's head, like the 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 paint sprays on the wall. Yeah. The, you see, like what their their face physically changes, but a knife is like so clean, and it you never happens mean? one time. It's always like boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. It's extended, yeah. and it just it like you know they're like super dizzy, right? You know, and it just gives you that yeah. dizzying feel, feeling. Totally, when you yeah, watch. Yeah, it. there's so something it's all about the sound, you know, and, and the yeah, sound like, yeah, for sure. The and the new one definitely had good sound. Like speaking speaking of sound, though, you know who doesn't have good sound in this movie is the podcasters <laughs> at the beginning oh, dude yeah. who are we talking about the podcast in the car yeah. fucking uh, on hilarious. the way <laughs> i love how they make fun of the podcasters in this movie yeah i i, I love like that because they're like making fun of the true crime i think so yeah and they're obviously just super amateurs all know? these like because they played on this like meta true crime obsession that we're in right now yeah. yes like all of yeah. the biggest podcasts are all true crime and they just yes. kind of pull and and then obviously us doing the podcast too. I thought that was fucking yeah, hilarious. No, I love that. And they were terrible. Like their interviewing style was like Lori was like the worst <laughs> fucking interviews. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, we're gonna go antagonize Michael. We're gonna bring his yeah. mask and we're gonna yell at him or do all this shit to and say like, something. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get. I didn't. What I couldn't. I couldn't buy like them having the mask. I'm like, these guys are such jokes. How like, did? How they, did they get the right? mask? They're like, oh, we just went and bought it. What? Yeah, I was like, I I, I kind of got the sense that they came for money, but then it showed their hotel that they were staying in. And I'm like. But then okay. she drops three grand on Lori's interview yeah, and too. Yeah, I'm just like, so it was just this weird thing where I'm just like. Well, because okay. they were like, oh, we've had like six award-winning shows, mm-hmm. so like, in theory, they've made all this money off of their yeah. like shows and like. But right. I felt like they would have been, they would have stayed at like a better motel than they were staying at, you know? Yeah, they and were like, also, I guess, in the middle of nowhere. Too right. Like, it sounded but also, like half, if if yeah. you have six successful podcasts, I I doubt you're staying in nice places. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it's a pretty blue collar uh media job i, I think you know good i don't point. know yeah yeah that's but a good they point throw her three grand and i like how they were british and so like yeah, they just had this like and that. they had like one of the best like murder like they just got complete they all they died in some shitty american fucking yeah, yeah. gas station bathroom i wanted the, the yeah. guy to oh. be killed like more brutally than he did. <laughs> oh yeah, his head being slammed against the wall like ten times not brutal enough I mean, for it you. Was good. It was. Good. I just <laughs> wanted a better like ending to his death because like he gets thrown into the wall. He gets like pummeled and stuff, but then he gets thrown into the wall and then that's it. Well, he then he gets to watch yeah. his like girlfriend die. Yeah, which is cool. I I don't know. It wasn't. It I guess what? I'm just so used to the two Halloween films that I've seen the most are the Rob Zombie. Films. Dude, I and, can't wait to rewatch. And those. those are just so much more violent. They're than, way more than yeah the other Halloween movies I've they seen. They really are. So like hmm. I for this one I was kind of like expecting them to go back to the roots like the original, which they did, right? But also combine it with some of the Rob Zombie stuff. Yeah, but they made fun of the Rob Zombie one, which in they the did. movie. Yeah, and I. 
I like that, but at some points I felt like I'm just like, man, I'm not feeling like I just didn't feel it like how maybe I thought they were intending it to. I hundred I hundred percent agree. You know, like it made me want to rewatch the Rob Zombie ones yeah. really badly. Like the, the 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 I think the most messed up thing in the whole film maybe is that one shot of like the I think it was a cop and his neck was completely like oh yeah. bent over it bent over yeah that was the coolest fucking shot of the almost the entire movie. That, cool. that, that stuff happened a few times like uh where you would it would kind of cut back to a victim of of michael and their like jaws were all fucked up like yeah. there there's like two or three of them that yeah it was in the up. gas station he like slammed the guy's yeah. head down and his jaw was all yeah. like and i appreciated that but i wanted to see it happen too I did too. Which I kind of what about wish. the head? I guess that says a lot. <laughs> the the doctor exploding the uh, the head of yeah, the... that was corny as fuck, but I liked it. That one was <laughs> that one was straight seventies homage. Yeah, that like, was so yeah. corny, but cheesy, it was amazing. <laughs> the effects looked cheesy as fuck. Like it right. looked like but the, the the brains looked like they were like meat from like Safeway. Yeah, like, totally. Like, That's like, what I'm yeah. saying. They didn't even look like brains. Yeah. That's it what I'm looked saying. like uh, Thanks Killing, you know, <laughs> yeah. or or that what was the P- the Peter Jackson splatter movie that we oh, watched? What um, was it? Whoa, fuck! Uh, bad something. Bad taste. Bad, bad taste. taste. Yeah. yeah, it felt it felt a little bad taste, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, just well, totally. in the 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 glory of the blood flying through the air. Yeah, you know? but it seemed like a direct splatter. homage to like oh, definitely. 70s definitely. splatter. It like, had to have been, yeah, hundred percent. Because it was the cheesiest kill out of all. Of them. I've seen almost. I think. I think I've seen almost every David Gordon Green film except for maybe one. I, I think I've seen them all. Um, and he definitely has an aesthetic that is kind of 70s. Yeah. He likes his... You can tell the 70s are... Like, his favorite films are probably all from the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, um, his aesthetic is, is very... I wouldn't doubt it. In 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 that that era but also just the fact that a lot of films from the midwest that were famous came out from the 70s there hasn't been a lot of films that have come from the midwest since the 70s that have become like cult favorites you know what i mean a lot of Hmm. them have been either foreign or east or west coast so it was kind of cool to see he's always into kind of like doing stuff if you see his body of work, he's very interested in location, um, whether it's the South or like the Midwest. So totally. if you see like Joe or um, a film that he did with uh, Logan something rather, Logan Marshall Green and um, something like that. And uh, I want to know what like, all, like yeah. qualified him for this. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's actually a really good, talented director. I mean, he's got. Like, his films go to Venice and stuff. So it's, it is interesting, because he is someone that I think, he's a hard, he, and he's best friends with Harmony Crane. <laughs> like, they're super close. Um, really? Yeah, and Harmony Crane is actually oh. one of the stars of a film that he did with Al Pacino a couple years ago. Manglehorn? Called Manglehorn, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they, ha- they share a lot of the same aesthetics. And I, I was kind of looking forward to ha- see, doing this new Halloween right after we did a Crane episode, because they do share a love for location and i feel like Hmm. i think what i really got out of this halloween 
was a very direct homage to like how the location of Haddonsfeld or Field or whatever was shot, how it was shot in the first one. You know? Yeah. Right. Like there was the Rob Zombie ones, y- y- you got a sense of location, but it also spread out a lot more. Because, like, you saw, like, the asylum and the prisons and all the rest stops and all these other locations, whereas this was really focused in on the town and the sub, the suburbs, the neighborhoods. It's, yeah, um, that's true. Like, that's the true. first one, which was kind of cool. And I got it. I just got a, a better sense of, like, of the town, you yeah, know? Right. Um, which was kind of cool. And I feel like that's important to David Gordon Green, like. In, in all, in like in all of his films, you know. Yeah, I, I, right. Thinking back you, to like even like through through the characters too, I I felt like the the characters you you get a real sense of that place and how like socially it's built in in today, you, you know, in yeah. in modern times versus way back when. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where I'm gonna go with that thought. Um, I did notice though, and I don't know about you guys, but I mentioned this to you guys that like this movie really made me think a lot about like I don't know I I was so much more aware I guess watching this movie and I don't know what it was that made me so aware I don't know if it's like my current mindset <clears throat> but there were just like things I was thinking about that I feel like I've never like considered before um. And one of the things I was, like, really interested in was, like, um, like, you guys saw the trailer, right? Yeah. Trailer, trailers, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think so, yeah. So, like, I found it really interesting that you can use the trailer to create tension for your movie. Mm. Like, the trailer showed, like, a lot of the movie. Like, a lot of the coolest parts of the movie, I think. Right. But, like, there were parts... Of the scenes that were in the trailer that were not that were not in the trailer, and so you're kind of left like we know what's gonna happen, but shit, now we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, like when fucking uh, what's his name Hawkins goes into the like the scene in the trailer where she closes the closet door. Yeah, and then and then it pops out, yeah. and then like afterwards the <laughs> the officer goes in. You're like shit, I saw this scene happen, but like. Wait a minute. Now I don't know like what's happening. Like yeah. what's going to happen now? So like they kind of used the trailer to create the tension for the scene later when you watch the movie, which I've never considered that as like a thing to do. Yeah, cuz I wonder if the film was edited by the same editor or if the, the I if, doubt. if it still had if the film itself hadn't been edited or if the editor of the trailer took like was just super smart and took that into consideration you know like they had seen the final product and then were like hey what if we did this you know Mm -hmm. usually there's like a trailer house that does the editing and they get like everything is like like they order the shots from the production Mm -hmm. they say send me these shots and then they throw it all together that way so it's almost like it's almost like edited before the editor even edits it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like scripted yeah. out. Um, totally. They so want the I, most interesting stuff. They want the stuff that'll sell the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I doubt it's the same person. But I, I think 
in pre like usually when you edit the trailer the movie isn't even finished mm -hmm. um they could still even be in production you know <laughs> depending yeah. um on the movie but uh um i think you could like use the trailer to like oh like this ton the tonally we could use that in our movie you know i think you could totally do that because like by the time the trailer comes out i, I think in in practice you're still editing you know mm -hmm. maybe doing some pickups and stuff so um i just never considered the trailer as a tool to build tension in yeah, your movie same. later that's actually a really cool idea really mm -hmm. like like why not just exploit the shit out of the trailer in a new way in a way that like be the trailer is exploitative in that it's like taking the best parts of the movie to sell it to you but like why not as a filmmaker try to hone the trailer in more yeah. when you have control of the trailer to like really because i hate it when like do something for your movie they give the film away the scares away and stuff in the trailer and then when you watch the film it's exactly like how it's done in the trailer exactly. and you're just like then what's the fucking point of me watching the whole movie you know like i just saw five minutes of build-up for the scare that i saw 30 <clears throat> seconds in exactly to the trailer like it gives it away but if you fuck with that then that's actually cool because mm -hmm. then the audience is going to be like wait a minute are they going to do something new are they going to do something different mm -hmm. like so right. that it does add a um a whole other level that's actually really cool i didn't even think about that um at all i hadn't thought about it but until this movie sweet. And it just this, like clicked this film did make me aware of how tension is used mm -hmm. which like the rob zombie films i never really got a good sense of tension it was kind of just like kill 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 which i fuck i enjoyed it mm -hmm. but i didn't <laughs> but, I, but i never felt like i didn't i wasn't aware of any of like scenes that he was like oh i'm gonna try and make this intense you right, know right um, right and this i wasn't like intense i don't i didn't feel intense myself watching it but i i was aware of what the filmmaker was trying to do mm -hmm. with the tension like the yeah. whole scene of jimmy mm -hmm. lee curtis with her shotgun or the winchester and the and the the flashlight she's going through like room by room mm -hmm. and it's a good like i swear five minutes Oh yeah, it's a long sequence. Just like going through these rooms, the and then closing the doors, and going through the closets and stuff, and nothing happens. But it's like this slow build, and I was like, but there was more throughout the film that that were like that, where he's really trying to build, totally build, and I was super aware of that, which was kind of cool. I hadn't really been aware of of that in a horror movie before, besides maybe Jaws when I was right. a little kid, where I was like. Just due to the music, mm -hmm. you know that 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 sense of tension. So I thought it was kind of refreshing because we're so used to seeing fast cut things in horror movies now. <coughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> where like a lot of jump scares and stuff, and I didn't get any jump scares in this. I were did you guys notice any like scares that were supposed to be jump scares or the, they they did have that little jump scare that was like a joke with the horse with the guy who has the ponies on a stick or whatever he was like blue, blue. yeah oh. they didn't really do too much <laughs> they did some kind of like cues where like where it wasn't really a scare but it was kind of like a boom yeah like yeah. a bump yeah. yeah you know so i kind of thought halloween kinda, hasn't been a jump scare movie though which is good and i was glad that they didn't go into that trend yeah because that's a definite trend um now and i feel like maybe 
Jason Blum. Blum, is that right? Mm-hmm. Ha- might have something to do with it in the sense that he's really trying to get horror um, back into something that's not just like a low art form. Right. You know what I mean? Especially with Get Out. And I like the reference of Get Out because there's that part where Jamie Lee Curtis says, yeah. Get Out! <laughs> Which I thought was amazing. Um, but uh, I felt like the film, if anything, did a good job at going back to the original with like almost the entire film shot on like Steadicam. And I really... And like, I'm, I find it interesting you brought that up. And like, actually, but then there was some like handheld stuff too, and like also leaving like the when the truck when the camera is mounted on the truck with Jamie Lee Curtis driving, it was like super fucking bouncy. Like they yeah. didn't they didn't put it on a gimbal. I'm glad or anything, they did that. Which was I like I like. And that then too. when what's his name drives up in the cop car, and then the camera like pans around as yeah. he gets out of the car and like follows him. I thought that shot yeah. was fucking sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up though because I, th- especially after rewatching the first one, so I, I rewatched them out of order, um, or I, re- I watched them out of order, <clears throat> but I'd seen the first one before, and I I don't know how much I really dug the way the camera works in the new one. It's so it's trying to pace things too fast sometimes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like with the long that. take, it was like we don't we we should be linger like he does linger, but like that long take like is like zzz, stop, zzz, stop. You know what I mean? It was like there I don't know there was something about the way the camera worked in this new one that really kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, I I don't think the camera work is nearly as good as the original. Definitely, especially I mean, the original just being one of the first of its kind to use like a, a, a steady cam for horror. Yeah. I mean, this is before Cause it was shining. 78. Yeah. It was so. like a very, I mean, just that f- opening shot of the original, like how yeah. janky that shot is, yeah. but still yeah. kind of steady. Yeah. Cause it's definitely not handheld, but it's no. definitely not like smooth. As exactly. Some, you know, yeah. You could do now exactly. But I also like how they incorporated that shot in the new one too. Yeah, which was cool. Which yeah, was cool. I like that too. That was a, that was a nice like fit, like because that's like one of the most memorable parts of mm, the definitely. first Halloween. Oh, it's because you know? of the titties. I know it, Jace or Jacob. I know it. It's just ingrained <laughs> in my mind Bloody because movies. of the uh, because of the genitalia. Um, that's what I call it. Oh, the oh, genitalia. we have to be PC now. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But and I, I did like how they recreated the crime scene photos of that of of Judith from yeah, the original, cool which was cool. You saw mm-hmm. it briefly, but it was like she was like wearing the same underwear or whatever. But but you could tell it wasn't those photos weren't done when they did the seventies film. Like yeah, they just took sure. someone that looked like her or whatever real briefly, and then like put her in the same costume but i kind of liked how they didn't do these kind of cool references that it wasn't like uh they weren't they were careful of how sacred the original material was which was pretty cool right so this is a little reviewy but i, I i'm curious about your guys's opinion on this because i feel like it's something that really stuck out to me so the first whatever it is 24 
five minutes of the movie where he doesn't have his mask yet or whatever. Um, and they're kind of showing him and then kind of like half hiding his face a little bit. And you yeah. kind of get to see that he has like a fucked up eye and like, yeah, there's all right. these things. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? Did you like seeing him out of his mask? Did you like seeing him as kind of like this as a human or like an old guy? And like, I, I didn't mind it because you, you do, um, <clears throat> you do get a sense of what he looks like in the first one. Too. Right. Right. So, like, in the first one, he's goes up the car, and you just get a tiny glimpse of it. And if you did, like, that freeze frame, I'm sure you could really make him out. But with with the timing of everything, I felt like they did a good job staying true to not showing his face. You know, you did get little tastes here and there, but I feel like it wasn't clear enough, at least in my opinion, to... Um, feel like it wasn't staying true to the original in in that sense that's tough because i was debating on the ride home i was thinking about this after seeing it because in the rob zombie ones and stuff you see him as a kid and i remember when i first saw the rob zombie ones like kind of being like oh man we get to see him as a kid like that's not cool but you also see him you you also see him as an adult too you see his outline right silhouette right right? but like so when i when i was like okay I can deal with this. Like, we don't quite see his face. But there there became a point where he still didn't have his mask. And it was kind of like those shows where, like, the guy's naked. And he's, like, everywhere he goes, it's framed in a way where you don't see his junk. Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Like Austin Powers, yeah. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm getting bored with this. Like, he needs to get the fucking mask on now or just fucking go with it and let's see his face. Like, I think it had to be one or the other. I was hoping it wasn't going to show his face. But there became a point to me where I was like, okay, let's get on with it. Like, let's let's get the fucking mask on mm-hmm. and let's keep going. Like, we know where you know? this is going. Exactly. Like, the podcasters existed in the movie simply to get Michael Myers' yeah. mask and back to him. I, I like the whole yeah. idea of the podcasters and stuff, but I felt like if there was any criticism of the movie for me, it really was just kind of like to kind of hurry that up a yeah. little bit. Like, not have that scene that. in the hotel room or whatever and just, like, kind of immediately from, like, the interview with Jamie Lee Curtis straight to bathroom scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, getting them fucked up. Like, I think it would have just... I don't know. I, But at the same time, I, the pacing wasn't fucked up in the movie because of it. It's just... I, I was getting annoyed by kind of that... Yeah. That, like, oh, the fern is covering the genitalia you know yeah right yeah (laughs) i i i think i think you're on to something byron with the beginning of this movie like i don't i don't think you need the beginning like at all i feel like you could i feel like the actual movie starts on halloween like when it says yeah yeah halloween 2018 i feel like like there's like that title card it was like oh this is like now the movie starts. Like, I feel like the beginning part was basically just to tell the audience who Mike Myers is in case they don't know. Pretty much. You know? That- and introduce the characters, but it, they're, I don't think they're introduced in... They're introduced that well. No. Um, I think they're just introduced because they are their cult characters. You know, but they don't do anything beyond that. 
was you know what I mean? Was the scene at the Blackwood restaurant or whatever it was called? Is that no, not Blackwood? That's that's Bodyguard. That's the show I've been watching. <laughs> the restaurant, that they, the restaurant that they were they were at when uh, L- L- Lori, where the Strode family's at. Yeah, they and they come in and yeah, she's yeah. got her thing. Was that before Halloween? Because that's when the movie started for me. It was because they were I talking about what they were going to be Halloween. No, uh, I think it was right before because they were talking about what the costume was going to be, oh, and they were like, "Oh, we're oh, going to be Bonnie right. and Clyde." And, it was but, night. and then they're like, "Oh, don't tell them because yeah. yeah. it's like a gender swap, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde or whatever." Um, which I kind of thought that was kind of funny because I, I feel like that was like Danny McBride kind of like winking at the audience, like we're PC here, wink. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, to me, the movie started during that scene because that scene. He finally kind of saw the family dynamic all together. Dude, I think we, that was important to the film, but I yeah. do agree where like the events before that, I feel like were really just there to set everything up. It was like reading um, a. If you ever read like a series of books, they do the same thing where right. the first chunk of the book will be like, if you've never read it, this is who this is what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the second part, or the you know the latter parts of the book are always like. Okay, now you're into it, so let's just get into it. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? It yeah. was like we gotta erase Halloween two, three, Rob Zombie and H two O, and start this over again. So here's what's yeah. actually happening, you know. Which I haven't seen all the Halloween movies, but I did kind of like how this was kind of like a direct sequel to the original, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I dug that. I like. I mean, if you're gonna do something, I guess reset it. I guess there's way more. There's Halloween, Halloween two, three was season of the witch, which had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Halloween four, Halloween five, I guess six, the curse of Michael Myers, H two O resurrection. Then it was Rob Zombie. Like, there's a lot I haven't seen. Then there's a lot of Halloween movies. Yeah, and most of them are just not very good movies. Definitely. You know, <laughs> like most of them are just like crappy, like franchise. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and totally. like you, it's those movies that you kind of know are bad before you even watch it. You know, totally. like you could you could feel the movie like, um, trying to bank off of the success of the original. Right. Yep. I yeah, I, that's why I really like the Rob Zombie films because he seemed like to refresh the whole thing and really the whole genre of slasher films i mean yeah. was there any other slasher films that were probably that successful before the right around 2007 movie? like mm, like really. the jason films and stuff like I, they weren't big like they weren't like i think i think rob zombie did kind of bring it back a little bit um, i think he did and like <clears throat> i don't know i'm a sucker for Rob Zombie movies, I'm Sick. just gonna lay that out. He gets a lot of hate, though. He, he does. A lot he gets a lot of hate, but I am. A, he's, he's a guilty pleasure of mine. Same, same. Um, and I and well, the reason I asked that the question initially was what you guys thought about um, the way they portrayed Michael in this one, is because I really like the sort of 
metal Michael they created for the Rob Zombie was because yeah. like he's kind of looks like Rob Zombie if he was just like <laughs> six eight yeah. fucking jacked right <laughs> like that's yeah. that's that he just he's pretty got, much he's framed got himself the long hair yeah and, and the like, long beard yeah, and like yeah he he's just like, he's like a grungy metal Michael yeah. and that to me seemed more brutal yeah. than aging balding Michael guy you know like there was something about showing him in this movie that to me sort of undercut the ethereal ghost-like omniscient michael yeah the shape like i mean they call him the shape even in the new one like yeah i i like it preferably i would in any of the halloweens i'd rather not see what he looks like at all yeah i want just the shitty William Shatner mask yeah. and the jumpsuit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want the mask and and maybe just shadow. Yeah. You know, like... Because that, to me, keeps him immortal Yeah, in a way. Whereas if you show him as an old guy, well, it's like, okay, well, he's gonna fucking die eventually. Like, yeah. just live ten more years or five years and he's gonna be dead. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Right. You know? But, but he also, like, weirdly, is, like, he has, like, immortal powers. Right, exactly. You know? Like, he can't die, so it's like, well, I mean, he probably could die, they just don't really know how, and in this movie, they killed him with fire, but they didn't really kill him, you know what I mean? They just, like, who knows if he's actually dead. Well, because, like, after the credits, did you guys stay after the credits? No, but I heard there was something, god damn it, what what happened after the credits? It just was, like, black screen, and you just hear his breathing. Right, that's what I heard. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, like, you, you, like, you know that he's still... Because they specifically showed the shot of the basement on fire, and he's not not in it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, of course, he's, I mean, it's a franchise, he's not gonna die, but it's like, but that's what I'm saying, like, I don't... There's something that kind of was dumb about, like, well, what is he going to be in the next three movies? Some decrepit 90-year-old fuck who just yeah. walks around? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to... I didn't want him to age, I guess. By showing some old balding guy, it just added this weird age to him that I was like... I, yeah. I wish... I kind of I, I, I kind of like it, and I, I, I feel like they could do something interesting if he dies like if michael meyer the guy dies and then like how that evil could be like transferred onto another you know which i feel like they in at the end of this movie like cuts back to the um the youngest girl and she's like still holding the knife totally you know from and it just felt like it felt like there was some kind of transference there from like they the evilness, definitely tried or, to play or like she that. is like has PTSD or something, and but I feel like because it's like a knife that she had and there's blood on it, and how she looked at it, I felt like there was like oh she's like potentially like gonna be like the next one. I felt like there was I like definitely a hint got of that, that vibe. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got that vibe. Like they want to continue Michael, but then it falls sort of into the weird saw category too, where it's like. At a certain point in the Saw series, you find out, like, oh, he has, like, not really been alive, and, like, he's had these fucking minions, you oh, know. Oh, thanks for ruining like, it for me. No, I'm just kidding. Like, you yeah. know, like, it's, 
it, it becomes this weird thing of like, oh, Michael Myers isn't even Michael anymore. It's like, Jigsaw's not Jigsaw. It's been these other people who have been continuing on the legacy. And it's like, that to me is less interesting than just having this like magical killer killing stuff. Right. I guess. This kind of god, like a like yeah. a Greek god of some kind who just kind of shows up. Right? Exactly. Yeah. He just shows yeah. up and he has this ability to like, like the light, the, the um, motion sensor scene was like such a it good it was a good scene and it was such a good descript like it showed you what he was like obviously a human can't just move in the way of going from way over here and then 50 feet over here without activating a motion sensor light and in like two seconds right yeah, without yeah. making a sound like it didn't make any sense <laughs> but it was fucking sweet how like magical he is in yeah. doing that shit you know <laughs> Like, that scene was awesome and when 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 the chick sees her friend impaled on the yeah. there the music after that was fucking awesome the best yeah. music in the entire film by far like that it just got my blood pumping you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like the scene in the neo demon i'm like fuck yeah i just want, I want like this awesome montage of just him <laughs> fucking people up like mm-hmm. it was amazing because everything at that point Everyone was moving. Every yeah. character in the film was doing something at that point. And with that music, it was just like, fuck yeah. And it kind of let me down at the end. Because I'm just like, god damn it. It didn't do it. Like, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't like, they didn't go for it the way I wanted it to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the way the right. music just got me pumped up for it. But yeah, no, for sure. And it's funny, too, because I feel like when they actually revealed that guy and he was impaled, like, in his face on the thing. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, my audience was like really surprised by that. It was really? like, you could like, tell it's happening. You could, tell it ha- you could see it, before. and then when they showed it, they're right. like, <gasps> "Where were you guys thirty seconds ago yeah. when they were showing him sliding down?" Like, That's funny. Yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised by that. Were I was you? like, "Oh, oh, he shoved his thing down the there." They like, like showed oh, okay. it. Like the, the crew or the, the, the I wasn't paying attention. The kill that got the most surprise, I think, from the audience I saw was when. The boyfriend of yes, the chick dude. was like impaled yeah. on the wall in the house with the knife. Like, that yeah, was that was fucking, cool. What that a was great kill, awesome. dude! Because like, because like, like, just like you just see him all kill. of a sudden. He's like completely lifted off the floor. Like he's <laughs> hanging on the wall, and people were like, oh, like that was <laughs> such a comedy set. That was you could tell the comedy yeah. writers Which and how they yeah. set up stuff because they never showed that. No. And then all of a sudden he just he's walks like, away and then you just the see wall. him on the wall. Like which and was awesome. I yeah. wrote that down I feel, because I feel like the the kids are like perfect horror movie bait. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They're just like they were so funny but like clueless and Broy kind of. I just I felt like they wrote those. <laughs> we're gonna smoke really weed, well. and then we're gonna. That's how you're gonna die. You know, you're gonna in a horror movie. If you ever smoke weed, you're gonna die at some point. Yeah, and that's what yeah. it was. It Except was that cheesy trope. <laughs> it was amazing yeah. because you know David Gordon Green and Danny McBride smoked the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Dude. <laughs> like, like what? Yeah. Um, but it's funny because like. I was really annoyed, too, because it was one of the first movies I watched where I was like, God, I wish I had a way to take notes right now. But later, I wrote down um, that creative deaths can happen with, like, really simple objects like a knife. Mm -hmm. Like, they really took the knife Mm -hmm. to another level as opposed to just stabbing. It was like, 
that yeah. scene in particular yeah. where he stabbed him, but he stabbed into the wall yeah, yeah. and pinned to a wall yeah. with a fucking chef's yeah. knife. Is, like, awesome. like, they really were like, how can we be creative with this very simple object, you know? I, and, like, that scene when they, she ki- he kills that, that lady cooking in the kitchen and she's got like the curlers in her hair and stuff and then he grabs the knife and Mm -hmm. how they linger on that shot it's almost a little corny because no one would actually really grab a knife and just stay still like that just look at it yeah and he's just kind of like holding it almost exactly like at like a 90 degree angle from Mm -hmm. his body and it's Mm -hmm. like kind of awkward but i could i kind of knew what they were doing with that which was kind of cool because it's like it kind of brought me out of the film but in a good way in the sense of like it foc- it makes you focus in on the knife and i thought that was kind of cool cuz you're not really you're not so much afraid of him you're more afraid of like what the knife's going to do yeah in a weird right. way totally. which is kind of a cool um turn on it in a weird way i've never i've never seen a horror film where you're like kind of more in tune with the implements they're using because yeah. it's normally like they grab a, a, a baseball bat and then 30 seconds later they got like a fire extinguisher and they're spraying a guy off and then and then all of a sudden they find like a screwdriver as they're crawling underneath the mm-hmm. bed you know what I mean like yeah. all these different things right. where this he they were definitely aware of like okay this is what he's using for his next kill yeah which was kind of cool totally and it kind of kind of it did back- it, it did feel like that it felt like they were like just kind of playing with they were like owning the b aspects of the movie definitely you know like even with like the teeth like i saw that as like well that doesn't make any sense but in a b movie this makes perfect sense (laughs) you know what i mean it had a combination of like a giallo with like using the the scene from the original with like the pov of michael within the mask that's a very giallo, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah, totally. Um, but then also just the use of knives in general mm-hmm. is a very giallo thing. So I, I kind of like that. But then you also have this very true, like, American sense of, like, slasher, um, which is kind of cool. Which Halloween, the original, started. Totally. Like, the, it... Totally. It kind of kick-started the you know, slasher. Like it started, genre, yeah. it, you know, the whole thing. Um, it, at least in it's, America. A, it's weird because, because ha- the original doesn't really feel super slashery you know what i mean no like it 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 does have like the character running around with a knife but something like maybe because you don't like see much of the slashing done it 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 doesn't it it feels more like a precursor to slasher films but totally maybe like the like the alpha slasher or beta slasher film you know but also but it yeah it is it is kind of like a beta but it is weird how it like did kickstart like between that and blood feast like it kickstarted like the quote slasher genre because it was like you know knives as a forefront and right cheesy stabbing and the the, char- the character and the the final girl mm-hmm. thing totally yeah um but it also kind of harkens back a little too to sort of the the i guess analytical or academic side of things where they're like a lot of horror has these um male um not themes it's like the when the academics will be like the, the penetration of the man 
yeah. the knife is like that extension of essentially the penis and being the penetrator you know what i mean so yeah. like for this movie to focus on it like you said has that extra level of like they knew that part and they also knew that like you know when you write an academic paper and talk about like you know the knife being a dick basically there's that level too because like it the focus of is on women killing women essentially or killing the babysitter yeah fucking them to death essentially you know with your with your member like it does have that extra like level too i was very aware of that this time around mm-hmm. um watching the first and then this new one mm-hmm. for sure um very aware of it just i mean due to the climate that we're in you know yeah now. exactly um but also from stuff that happened this weekend with my personal film too like i really got a sense of it watching it today because mm-hmm. like i bet the idea hmm. of like horror um especially in the 70s um where people were really pushing the envelope you know you had your clockwork horns you had straw dogs you had um these films that that dealt with rape um rape as rape and then you have these films that that use like metaphors in a way that you could read into saying like you know similar things um i thought this film did it in a very interesting way in the sense that they had that in there but they also had that sense of empowerment with all three of the women together shooting down at the bad guy right. in the mm, cellar yeah. shooting him just, just fucking literally you know penetrating him with bullets and the knife you know um together and kind of turning that on its head and having that those like little montage of jamie lee curtis like cocking all of her guns cleaning her guns mm-hmm. and shooting and stuff at the beginning of, of the film and um how they kind of like took that and kind of made it a little bit more modernized i was like way more yeah. aware of that yeah this time it's like sexual know. but not in a sexy way no yeah yeah um i i, I, de- I definitely like that and I, th- I think there's that element of like in the original, um, just women being stalked, you know, just right, in general, because right. that's a thing that happens. And I, I feel like, um, from observation or from listening to other women talk about Halloween, um, they say like the thing that freaks them out the most is that this is like a big, uh, strong dude, and it's also a very true experience, oh, you know, yeah. to like have someone like this, you know, and it, it, it's something that is. Um, always in like their mind like if they step off the bus or if they you know cross the street or something like that um, 100%. and I, I I had that same experience that you did Byron with the end with the three generations of women yeah uh, one is obviously super affected by Mike Myers and what he did to her yeah, the trauma, but then yeah. that trauma and then just like how it leaks down yeah uh, no, i thought it was sure. really interesting like how the the mom was really affected by that but then the the youngest daughter was just kind of like still like wanted her grandma to to be with it but mm-hmm. there was still like just i just thought that portrayal was very true like to to what totally that experience is and how they team up together at the end was also really great um as far as that horror goes yeah does that make sense no for sure like the familial trauma and how it's passed down is very interesting and i really like that too because you have you have laurie strode you know obviously affected by the trauma that had happened to her you know years and years before and then the trauma 
that she put her own daughter through mm-hmm. at a young age by trying right. to be defensive and being proactive on what men or Michael Myers could do to you. Right. And then the third generation, the granddaughter, being kind of stuck in the sense of like loving her mom, obviously, because it's her mom, but then also loving her grandmother and then seeing the difference that the the grandmother and the mother have and not quite completely understanding it because she herself hasn't been subjected to the trauma Mm -hmm. until that night good point and then at the end when all three of them are there basically sharing the most traumatic thing that could happen together in a way like builds their strength like because and 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 gordon david gordon green fucks with that too because for a minute, you're, you're thinking that Judy Greer's character really is, like, fucked up and that she's not going to be able to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she's, yeah. like, gotcha or whatever, and that she shoots awesome. him, and then all of a sudden, Jamie Curtis comes awesome. back from the shadows, and she's like, yeah. happy Halloween. That was a straight-up yeah. pull from the original, Yeah, too. Like, her half-lit face. Like, yeah, which yeah. was yeah. awesome. And like, yeah. and, and, and I'm like, oh, they got me. I wasn't... I was, I was feeling that, like, Judy Greer's character wasn't really going to be able to pull the trigger and that they were to do it yeah kind of because she like can't relate yeah and that's a yeah that's a trope that's a trope yeah you know we're like yeah oh i can't do it and it's a trope that we you know that that was already in the film with the 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 babysitter getting killed um where she's kind of like just making a dumb mistake you know Mm -hmm. like right um so yeah it was i kind of liked how that ending bit reinvigorated those parts of the film that before were kind of getting to me because i'm like god damn it we're going through this again like like we're gonna, we're just watching someone doing like, making a mistake and of course they're going to die for it you yep. know what i mean yeah. like yeah um, but this they their mistakes actually weren't mistakes yeah right kind of exactly a cool twist and it was and i I, th- I think that ending with with her with the daughter like looking at the knife at the end just from this conversation that we we've had you could almost like infer like like maybe that potential evil that is being passed on isn't transference at all but it is like something that is passed through generations and now like maybe she's you know inherited this weird like evilness or something because of the the effect of mike myers had on his grandma and his mom now you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. right, like there's some because because the the kid wasn't really ever threatened by mike myers i mean she kind of was she kind of not really but that's and that's one scene i would like to i kind of wanted to bring up too was that that uh police car scene like the twist yeah but but then after when they're driving down the road and he awakens from being knocked out or whatever, that had so much potential of like, and then it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah. And and what you're saying, Jacob, where he, she wasn't really threatened by him because he, I don't know. I mean, you could have infer this, that he might've known that she would lead him to the, the house or something, or like he didn't care about her. He just cared about getting out of the car. Like, there was so much tension in being in a locked cage yeah. with Michael Myers yeah. that they didn't do shit with, which I was right. kind of just waiting by. for him to to wake up. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Because the first thing he does is 
he puts the mask on before mm-hmm. he does anything to her. Exactly. Um, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And can we also talk like talk about the fact that they completely breeze over the fact that this doctor who's old and with one arm drags Michael and then puts yeah. him into the back seat yeah. of a yeah. car yeah. with no effort whatsoever? Like what? And who 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 was directing that scene? I was like, I was like, okay, this works. Also, sure. Like, I, I just didn't like. You know, and the doctor puts the mask on, and it's like, okay, we got the like the psychotic like yeah. we got the trope of like the psychotic doctor gone too far, and I was like, we didn't need that at all. We didn't, we didn't need, need that at all. at all. Like he was simply that whole scene was a plot device to make sure Michael got to the Strode house. Yeah, that's all it was. Dumb because they could have just like. They could have just easily had set up the fact that, like, maybe the granddaughter sneaks over to her grandma's house all the time through the woods. Right. And when she's running from the truck to her grandmother through the woods, he just follows her. They could have done a Texas Chainsaw callback almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which would have been so much better. Way better. Than this, like, thing. And, like... That threw me out too. That that was probably maybe the worst part of actually. That was definitely movie. one of the weaker part, yeah. but it contrasted well with the kind of climax though, where yeah, where they're true. actually at the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I I, I want to talk ask you guys before we jump into roundtable too, um, because I had this feeling, so I'm curious if you guys had the same feeling. I kind of wish they would have killed off Lori. They would have killed off Jamie Lee Curtis's character because I feel like they kind of had her come full circle. In that there was sort of the therapeutic, like, okay, we killed you in a really dumb way, but we still killed you. And I kind of wish that they would have had her die um, in some form or another as like a, oh, her story has kind of ended. We can kind of move on or whatever. (laughs) You know what I was kind of hoping for? I was hoping for Michael Myers to kill Lori and the mom. And basically leave the granddaughter yeah, like how Michael Myers left Laurie Strode. That would have been dope. Like where it's like a cycle. Yeah. And now the next film is a continuation. And then maybe for the next film they could like do something different than what they've done with the character of Laurie. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. You know, and do a Jason Blum like twist thing. Right, (laughs) I feel like they just kind of like played like she played her role. Yeah, and like what else do we need from her? Yeah, yeah. It's like I just like the fact that maybe like Michael Meyer. I mean, because that's more horrific that he wins and that he leaves this trauma on another generation, Mm -hmm. and that he's immortal because trauma is immortal in a way. Like you can't get rid of trauma. Totally. Like it, it, to some level, you're you will always have it, you know. And they kind of played up the whole like when the guy uh, I don't remember who said it, but they were like, "Oh, they sort of coexist." It's like one exists as a predator for the prey, yeah. The dog but does now it. she yeah. exists as the prey for the predator? So like, what would have been cool is if she would have like sacrificed herself to trap them in the basement and then they both like burn to death or something but then he, michael yeah. lives like or something like i don't know i, yeah, I kind of wish that been pretty cool. where they both kind of like die in hell almost yeah exactly <laughs> because like yeah. they existed for each other kind of yeah. but michael's really just this immortal being so like we'll 
continue him through the yeah. granddaughter. I, I kind of wish they would have done that. Um, I don't know. I felt like that was the one part was like, uh, yeah. I don't know. She's the only like really the biggest name. Judy Greer is not a small name, but like they're kind of Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of the name that draws Halloween yeah. in though. So like yeah, because it was kind of a big thing that she was back for. This right, one, exactly. You know? yeah, like, exactly. They right. definitely in the trailers they definitely like amp that up I, but you know, it, you know it's like spoilers for star wars it's like when they killed han solo though it's kind of like i wish they would have just like just yeah. done it yeah you no, know same. The, I'm, I'm yeah yeah the I, I i feel like the biggest pull for these halloween movies is just the mask yeah you know oh totally yeah. it's, it's, i feel like that's like the biggest like i don't know if you need like celebrity to which I think it's, I think everyone was so excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis in this role because it was like, it felt like it was like going back to its roots. Yeah. You know, it was like an easy way for the audience to be like, oh, this movie's going back to its roots, you know? Yeah. With, 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 um, Jamie Lee Curtis. But I think now, like, I feel like you could do whatever you want. I mean, you know, I feel like it's sure. like, yeah. And that's what it's Rob now like, op- did. yeah. Yeah. I it's agree like with now you. it's like open for, any story and i frankly I, i'm i'm more interested in that than i am um these you know the the, the br- bringing back like what people think of as like the one of the best horror movies of all time oh i know? totally agree and that's why i think they should have killed her off because like now we can actually if you kill her off it's like we can move on to the rest of it. we can explore another yeah. type of horror with him. But now right. if they do another one, which of course they kept it open for another one, like she's going to be there in some form or another, yeah. right? I, I think they could do her story again. I think I think they could start with like her family dying or something. Cuz like like the her daughter Judy, what's her what's her name? Who, who's Judy the, Greer. the mom? Judy Greer. Yeah. Ju- yeah, um her husband definitely just dies in this <laughs> yeah. movie. She was actually pretty cool. Too. So like she she there's some trauma for her. <laughs> her you know, she has to rebuild her family. Like uh I feel like there's definitely like a place you could start this movie like a sequel with these same characters and you really you have the option of going anywhere with it. Yeah. You know, versus yeah. going back to Star Wars. Versus Star Wars at the end of that you really only have one way you can go, you know, because yeah. it's because it's left with one of those like TV cliffhanger endings. I could you see know? it. So it's like, well, no, go ahead. You're good. Yeah, yeah. no, I I could see it being like the way to a uh, one way to continue the Laurie Strode story would be like, oh, her daughter or the granddaughter becomes kind of crazy, so she has to deal with that. I could see that being mm. interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, if, she's helping her through the trauma. Right. And, something. like, she's, like, wants to kind of Mike, become... Mike Myers comes back. Or, like, the granddaughter kind of wants to become Mike Myers, so she's, like, fighting against that sort of thing. Right. You know what I mean? See, that's, like, super interesting to me. I think like, that, that could, could be, be a really cool thing. Like, if she's, like, trying to recreate Mike Myers or something. Yeah, that's what I picture. And then, like, having her fight against it, I guess. That that could be one way to go about it, I think. But, I don't know. 
I, I when I was watching it, my gut reaction was I kind of wish they would have just killed that story off and then just moved on Same. to the next one. But hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe they have lots of cool plans for it. I have no, I don't know. I would assume that yeah, there's something know. something there. Um, I do. There's something about a a death um, on screen that is that feels like closure. Right, you know? exactly. Uh, especially, especially in a horror movie, um, and with a character like Jamie Lee Curtis um, dying in the same way that you know Hans Han Solo went, you know, right. like dying like that. Um, so, I mean, I think there is definitely like that. I think that's definitely true, but um, I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but I no. think they, uh, you know, maybe. maybe Maybe they just want her back for more money. Because, like, in the end, this is about the franchise of it. Well, that's what I think. You know what I mean? I think it's just, you say that, in this case in particular, I think her name is kind of what sells it. So they kind of want to keep her around, at least maybe for one more. And see if this this reboot sort of, the sequel reboot thing that's happening might have some longevity to it. it, Yeah. It's doing well. Yeah, the Jamie Lee Curtis. It's doing very well. Yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah, it did well. Yeah, it's been doing very well in box office. But I don't know. I was just kind of that was sort of my I guess gut reaction to it. Hmm. Um, also, I kind of realized, and I don't know what, what your guys' opinion on it, but I think Michael Myers and Halloween that might be my like favorite like horror kind of titan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that yeah, character. Say that, that again, so, your favorite? My favorite kind of like horror titan. Like if you consider like Jason and Freddy and Chucky and Michael Myers and like uh, Pinhead and like all these different like horror kind of franchise type characters, I guess. I guess you could even throw in like Werewolf and Dracula and Frankenstein. Like I think Michael Myers is like my favorite one. There's Honestly, so many I haven't seen because I haven't seen any Jason movies. I haven't seen any Freddy movies. You haven't seen any no, Jason movies, none. really? Yeah. Is Jason? Is he the one? Is he the dream one, or is that Freddy? That's, that's Freddy. Freddy. That's Freddy. Oh, that's Freddy. I, I, there's something about Freddy Krueger that I like the idea of him, but I haven't seen any of his movies. I haven't seen any of the movies, so I can't really tell. you haven't but seen any. No, I need to. I know it's weird, but I. But well, I Halloween's really tomorrow, like, so yeah. As of this recording, yeah, I'll. I'll I'll have to check out um, one of the, one of those. Just watch uh, the first one. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. What's on? Who? Which one's on Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street? Which that's that one. Yeah, that's, it's Freddy. Yeah, that's Freddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the dream. The first one is called Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So yeah, maybe Nightmare I'll watch Dreams or tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be sweet. You should. Um, but I think so far, I mean, right as as, as right now, I think it would be Michael Myers. But the classic horror stuff, I kind of, I kind of like the Invisible Man a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I like the Invisible Man too. The Invisible Man is great. I'm a fan of that one. Because you have There's like so that, the, like. Mummy, the Werewolf, too, Dracula, really Frankenstein. Like a lot. Frankenstein's cool. Frankenstein and Dracula is great. I love those original films. It's tough. It's That's tough. tough. It's tough. But, but there's something to me that really I don't know. Yeah. Michael just I, kind I, of like, about this, like the fetishization of his mask. It's like super fucking sexy. Yeah, like the way a little bit because like you like in a weird way it's like I want to make a Halloween movie just so that I could film his mask totally you know you know what I mean totally. like it, I, and I, I 
like I, I guess you'd probably be infringing on copyright by doing you that. would 100%. <laughs> but like it, there's something about that mask and the, the way his hair is and everything that's like yep. you just kind of want him just want to film this guy in this like overall cover all things you know just like with a knife killing people i don't know totally yeah. kinda, it's his weird. mechanic it's very uh, simple suit. yeah it's it's simple yeah. and i think that's maybe why i liked the rob zombie film so much which got me into watching the original and then you know this film or the totally the, the new one yeah. i don't know i definitely just i like I like. I think what it is too is I like sort of these like immortal, omniscient yeah. kind of forces. Where it's like, how do you fight that? Yeah, you know, how do you even deal with that? I think it's really interesting. It's really cool. So uh, I don't know. I just I've noticed more and more that I've been really drawn to that character in particular. I think my favorite horror film, besides like the Neon Demon, because it's not it's like horror, but it's not horror. Right. Would be. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola. Really? Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that one. It's so really like wanna... so good in like yeah. every aspect. It's just so good. I feel like that's one of his like three kind of monumental movies. It might that be he my did. favorite. That and Apocalypse Now sound like eh. And then Godfather, and obviously. Then the Godfather so part like two I feel like me. yeah. Those three are. I, I don't know. Godfather one and two kind of are together almost. I know. So it's yeah, kind of like yeah. out of the three sort of movies that yeah. he's made, those are kind of like the the titans of yeah. his career, I guess. I'm I'm more of a part three guy. Oh. <laughs> Byron would stab you with a knife if you were in the same room. No, a pencil like they do in the movie. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Or is it a pen? Um, is it a pen or a pencil in the, in Godfather Part Three? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think, a butcher. I think it's a knife, kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the feeling that this will be quick and easy, but I guess we could do a quick roundtable um, with which one we kind of thought we liked more. I don't know. Uh, really? Who, who should we do first? I guess you could do me because I kind of make it obvious. Again, the first one is your favorite. Um, maybe I, <laughs> maybe I fucked up on that, but I'm thinking maybe the first one, because it's like, it's kind of started it all, and it's just, it's just like the bare, it's like the bare minimum of what you can do can be so effective. Yeah, and how like with some dope ass music. Yeah, and like yeah. especially like on the level of filmmaking that we're at right now, that's a, that's a level that we can aspire to totally and, and conquer. Because he um, made it for very, very little money. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think, the fact that it's like kind of like the one that started it all. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, I, I think you like John Carpenter because I think you like the thing. Oh yeah, I like Carpenter for sure. So, yeah. I, I, I think you might appreciate his mastery over the original material. Yeah. More. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, for sure it's the original um i think uh that just it's imp- it's impact on horror i think is important to you um and also i think maybe the new one you weren't really feeling it 
as as much as maybe you wanted yeah. to. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go with the first one. You know, the one that created this genre. You know, that popularized this genre for American film audiences. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the first one. Yeah, definitely the first one is a better like oh, cool, is, cool. is the one. <laughs> I mean, the, for the I like this one. I like the new one. Um. But yeah, I don't think I was feeling it as much. And maybe my ex- expectations were higher than they should have been. But yeah, like, how do you... Mm-hmm. The first one's such a classic, dude. Like, it's so hard to beat a pure classic movie like that with, a, like, a newer... But what, I, what I'm happy about is that they didn't try to just directly copy it. Right. They kind of... They did do a good job of updating it. Yeah. And, like, I did enjoy watching it. Yeah. So, like... And I would rewatch it for sure. But yeah, the first one's just... How do you, I don't know. How do you beat that, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you beat it. You don't try, I guess. Just let it be. Let it be its own thing and just exist. So, yeah. First one for me for show. What do you guys think? I think it's the first one for both of you, honestly. So, and for kind of the, some of the same reasons, but I think it's just, it's, it's fucking, dude, it's a great movie. Like, it's, <laughs> you watch it, you just know you're watching a good movie. I don't know. So, for my my guess is that the first one is for both of you. Okay. Is the, well, should we just do, hmm. uh, should we do uh, me or Jacob first? We got Keith. So. Um, let's do you. Okay. I'll guess for okay. you. Okay, cool. Um, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you like the, the new one more um, because... I think I think you like the old one, but I I think as like far as classics go, it it definitely um, feels pretty dated. You know, like it's kind of it's I think it's a better short film than long film. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so I I just I think maybe just the new one was just a, a more fun ride, and really that's what you're getting out of these movies now is just like hey what's a what's a fun movie to go watch that has a little bit of the horror stuff yeah it's not perfect but there's a lot of good jokes in there um so i'm I'm gonna say overall your your enjoyment came uh you you get more from the new one but maybe you just respect the old one but i think you like the new one more even though the rob zombie ones are totally your favorite Damn it, Jacob! You got it right on the head. <laughs> um, I do really? like. I think I like the, this new one better. Really? I don't. But I love. Don't get me wrong. I really respect the first one and what it did, for sure. Dang, Except, dude. The thing about it is, I saw the Rob Zombie one first before the second Rob Zombie film came out. Oh. I saw that one first, and I was like, "This is fucking cool." So I'm gonna watch the original. Because oh, I, I hadn't seen the original. So when I watched the original, okay. I was like, okay. yeah, for its time, I can see this is great, but it didn't deliver on any aspect of what I wanted because Rob Zombie had brought that with his. Oh, you know what I mean? So, okay. So I was kind of bored with it. There was a lot of like dialogue that just like, there was whole scenes in it that like literally nothing was going on. This is them walking around a neighborhood talking to each other and stuff like this. And I'm just like, I get that at the time, this like it was new and but i just and i watched it on vhs the first time i watched it a long time ago like and i'm just like yeah <laughs> so then this time it was the first time i watched it in high def which was actually mm, it kind of it was it. a better it was a better experience than the first time i had seen it 
Do you and have I, it on Blu-ray? I no? don't. I oh, just okay. uh, I rented it oh, on okay. uh, VOD. Okay. okay. Um, so it was like. I was able to really concentrate more on the widescreen aspect because the, yeah. the full screen of VHS is garbage, sucks. Yeah. So I was able to really yeah. focus on like what he did with the Steadicam. And so on a technical level, I really appreciated the first one. But as a fun, entertaining movie, it didn't bring it to me. And I like John Carpenter. I love um, They Live and The Thing and big trouble in little china and escape from new york or escape to new york and even escape from la all that but halloween to me is like his weakest film for just like pure entertainment interesting you know so that's why i like oh. this one because to me it was more entertaining i'd, I'd rewatch it in a heartbeat before the original because i could just watch the kills more there's more kills. Okay, fair enough. It's it's more brutal, mm -hmm. and that's what I loved about the zombie films is that they, he brought, just if I want to see a slasher film, I really want to see a whole bunch of people get fucked up. I fair I don't, enough, I don't yeah. need tension because yeah. if I want tension, I can watch Alien or you know other films that bring that's true. that. You yeah, know that's true. Um, okay, so fair enough. Yeah. That's it's kind of a weird reason, in a sense. I but don't get me wrong. I really respect the original it it's yeah it's just that rob zombie fucked yeah. it up for you <laughs> yeah in a way he did yeah. because he he was kind of he took he he made it more violent and just more brutal and that's yeah. kind of what i when i watch those type of horror films that's really all i'm watching them for yeah you know his it, his aesthetic and his his interests in looks and and whatnot definitely fit the halloween franchise yeah i think yeah so. even though the halloween films are probably are maybe as least best films that he's done well, yeah maybe no, they're actually better than the last one he did uh, 31 31. <laughs> 31 was like just a just a fucking it was a kickstarter campaign it was just a plotless movie basically what he, yeah. what, he what it was yeah <laughs> i don't know i'll apologize for him though it's yeah fine. same <laughs> all right let's see jacob real quick do it i still think number one dude the original the og the masterpiece I'm gonna say the new one, because I think you like seeing characters aged. So like, like, like I do like like, like a Logan and, 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 <laughs> and stuff. So having Jamie Lee Curtis kind of be this like badass, like older woman, you know, more like Unforgiven and stuff, dealing with what has happened in her past, is just seems like something that is kind of just stuff that I know that you're already into. So it seems like it fits that um, better. And I think it's just... I think it's just a funnier film. It's got the Black Kid's amazing in it. It's sad, <laughs> and it's sad that I just consider him... It's called him the Black Kid because I, I don't know his character's name in the they film. They don't actually say his... I don't think they ever say his name. Yeah, but he's he's amazing. And he needs to be in, like, every Halloween film from now he's on. He's a good <laughs> act, good little actor, dude. If he For just real. shows up, like, oh, shit, and leaves just in every... He's, like, a coincidence <laughs> character, yeah. um, you know? He could make a like, ton of money being a t character yeah. actor, though. Yeah. Like, just do it. Just okay. from Comic-Con alone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I'm, yeah, exactly. I'd go with uh, the second one, I think. Even though I know that you appreciate what the first one did. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, you know, Keith said that uh his favorite titan is mike myers i i th i mean i haven't seen a ton of halloween movies because it's not really my thing 
I mean, movies like that are like Halloween. Yeah. But I, how, I think Mike Myers is my least favorite <laughs> Titan. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, I don't no mind. Way. Yeah. No way. Uh, I just, I don't know why. Um, that is, I like the. I think the first one's fine. I think it's just like, it just feels so old, and I I have such a hard time getting into it because it's because it's really? so. It, it, it feels it feel super dated, painfully old. Though it didn't feel dated to me. It doesn't one. feel dated to me either. No. So I'm, uh, this it is totally really feels dated to me. And but like I'd rather watch like, like the Errol Flynn Robin Hood than Halloween. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, what are you saying about the Errol Flynn Robin Hood? They're not even the well, same. Movie. Well, now I'm just saying, like, that. I think that movie's, like, pretty good. The Errol Flynn the Robin fuck? Hood. Yeah, the is. Swashbuckler. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just, I think that it's, like, I know it has nothing to do with it, but the fact that that movie's, like, so old and I can get into that more, I think, speaks to how much, to just my distaste. Have of, you seen Halloween. Halloween, the original, before this? Um. Here's the thing. So, I... We I went on Robert's podcast and did a little Halloween thing, but um, I thought I had seen it before, but I had actually seen A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I really liked. Oh. Um, so when I agreed to talk about it on his show, it was like, were you in support or not? Oh, I was I was roasting it, but I I, I could roast <laughs> Elm Street, you know, just because it's sure. it's fun, but um. But I don't know. Um, I think I like the new one more just because it was funny. I think I think by, I think that's really what it comes down to. I do like the wow. aged characters, but I I when I saw Jamie Lee Curtis was in the new one, I was like, why? Because I had no idea she was in the first one. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like that's how detached I am oh from God. this uh, Shit. from this franchise. No like I just don't care about it. Wow. And the thing is, yeah, I think my theory is that all of the sequels that have come out of it, I just I see those and they just they look like garbage. You know, there's the there's the you know Mike Myers in space or whatever. Like I just that's Jason I, or fr- Jason. Okay, sorry, Jason in space. <laughs> It just like that's stupid. That's a stupid idea. That's fantastic, and, though. And it's just like I just don't. That movie in particular, Jason X. <laughs> Jason X is the one you're talking about. Has some pretty funny kills in it, though. <laughs> it right, does. and like I think it's, you know, it's like exploitative. You know, in the in that way, yeah. it just like is about the kills. It definitely um, is. And I think that's just why I've just always been like I don't really care about this because like for me, movies are more about the character they're more about the um you know how they make me feel and they're less about just the exploitation of the of the kills which is all i associate with um mike myers interesting you should and i I feel like cheryl's not cheryl strayed that's the the author what's the linda what's her name laurel what's the main character laurie strode yeah laurie yeah laurie strode i feel like just her like character isn't like interesting enough for me you should check out the Just, rob zombie even in the films. even in the new one i you would should, be curious to see what you think you about, the, think rob about zombie. the zombie ones because it's a whole other thing it's like a whole oh, other sure. like have you you've seen other rob zombie movies right uh probably i can't what uh what are the popular ones um, that he's done? house of a uh, thousand of corpses devil's rejects lords of salem 
what's there's a third 31. one? Thirty one. There's a third one in the he did house. An animated of, one. No, oh, I don't know about that. He, he did a third one in I, the House of Thousand Corpses trilogy. Or I don't think he has one. yet. I think it's just those two. All right, let me pull it up real quick. None of those are ringing a bell. I. Oh no, I know about all those movies. I just haven't seen them. Oh shit! Uh, get, but oh, so a lot of like people I know who are into like the Halloween stuff and the, you know, the the horror that like House of a Thousand Corpses is one of their. That's like their favorite movie. Oh, that you know? and, and oh, Devil's this is what you're talking right? about: the haunted world of El Superbisto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so fucking funny, dude. Lords of Salem and 31. And then he's doing Three from Hell. Okay. That's fucking dope, dude. I'm curious that's about the, this filmmaker. That's the one. Rob Zombie. Because I haven't seen any of his stuff, so I'm I'm curious about it. Dude, um, I love his stuff. I don't know if too. Mike Myers should be my way into him, but... Uh, Check out oh. a thousand, House of 1000 Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Those films are fucking Those are, awesome. And then if you like them, okay. then check out the Halloween movie. It's okay. he's a, his his Halloween is different it for is. sure, especially the second one. It gets it gets crazy. It gets it weird. gets really weird, yeah. like in a way that you wouldn't really expect. I want to, which is really kind of cool. Bad. Maybe I should just start with that one, <laughs> dude. I might do a double feature of fucking both his Halloween movies. Yeah, the, the second one is very underrated. It got a lot of hate because it got so weird towards the end. Yeah, because he starts to, like see shit. Yeah, he's like hallucinating. Like, shit, hallucinating yeah. his, seeing his yeah. mom and all this shit it's crazy but it's really good yeah I, I, cool. it's pretty sweet interesting well that's i'm really i'm really in, i i'm very surprised at how wrong i was in this <laughs> actually um but that's cool no, I, don't, I, I don't i don't mind do i like that I, I do think the first one like in 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 the theme or in, in the idea of like women being stalked i think it really nails it yeah, like really well. Plus the the POV sh- shots are really n- cool. Totally. Like, yeah. and you just hear the breathing under the mask. Like that's like the uh, one of the best openings to a movie. I, I Absolutely. Think. They reveal it's Absolutely. the kid. Yeah. Um. So definitely props to a lot of that and to a lot of the filmmaking. It just, I these just aren't my kind of movies. For you know? sure. But I would I would gladly take from Halloween in something that I am making. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. there's a lot of good filmmaking in there yeah. from a craft uh, Absolutely. perspective. Yeah. Plus, the score, I feel like... Oh, it's score, classic. It's one of the greatest like scores that. ever made. It's so cool. Yeah, and it's, like, so simple. Like, it, it feels like someone just sat down and wrote it in, like, a minute. You know, yeah. which is I'm not trying to say. No, I think bad. I think that's I, just, he, I think that's what he did. He might have actually <laughs> done that exact <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I think he really did do the score. He just did it by himself. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, and, he, and it was so simple because he's not a musician. You know, he he just you know he needed something so low budget and he did it himself. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> and it worked. And now he's a famous composer. Yeah, yeah, it's great <laughs> that he actually did the music with two other people. Um, with you know for this new one, which was awesome, and that he executive produced mm. it, which was awesome too. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm, they just added that bass to the original, <laughs> to yeah, the original score. Yeah. Called it good. No, I think it's cool that you guys diverged. I think from me and my I, for some, Halloween to me just is one of those movies like a, it, it falls into that category of movies that really just impacted me a lot. Yeah, yeah. When I watched it, um, yeah. But I was I I think when I watched it too, I was in search of that too. Yeah. Um, but rewatching again, yeah, it's just. 
It is one of the best, <laughs> best, probably my top twenty. Oh, cool! Of movies, cool. I'd have to say, like it's wow. it's really yeah, it's important to my like concept of like filmmaking what for film? sure. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. So, and I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how like interested I was in the Mike Myers character. That's but cool. I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty dope. I'm glad. You know, it's I, I like I like when we don't necessarily all agree on stuff. So. Yeah, it's actually kind of refreshing. It is, yeah, it's for cool. sure. Because with makes the me... Karen stuff, you guys converted me into a, you know, Karenian, <laughs> and the, the Karen and the Korean stuff. You've harmonized with yeah. us. God uh, we're in har- damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Jesus. Christ. Now we're gonna just talk about them all the time. Now Dude, the I, listeners are. Gonna this be makes me really excited for Suspiria, though. Yeah. Have you ha- you haven't seen the original Suspiria yet? Uh, no, I'm excited to watch it though. It's at my. I'm put your mouth. Close so your mouth. So excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Stop film broing me, Jesus. This I have not been as excited for an episode as this one coming up, dude. Honestly. Like I've How I've been excited your, uh... for a lot of our episodes, but this dude, one this is one, I are your nipples wait. hard. This one is very I've just been I on YouTube I've been listening to his interviews, Luke Guadagnino's oh, interviews. Man. Like constantly. It's I'm oh very excited for this yeah. because Jacob I'm a big fan of Dakota Johnson. I'm glad that she's able to not work on that. Fifty Shades, <laughs> got shit. Moved past that Cause, dumb cause stuff. He moves yeah, your, yeah he, I'm glad she got past she it because I think she's really, really good. She moves your Johnson. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Did you even hear that? What? No. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said because she moves your Johnson. <laughs> oh, goddamn Classic. dick jokes, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we need Jesus we do need Christ. more dick jokes. We do not yeah. at all need more dick no, jokes. I feel like we're yeah. I feel like we could use some more. But I know that anyway. he is one of your favorite actresses, so Oh well, not yeah. because um, not like, because you like have a crush on her, just that she's that you legitimately no, think I just, she's talented. I think she's yeah. no I think she's good she's, and I think she should be in more movies. Yeah, she is and I think she dude, is going she is she is to underrated. Hit a bunch of new movies. Yeah, she's, the remake yeah. she's underrated. for Suspiria was originally announced with David Gordon Green to direct. Yeah, yeah I was gonna bring this up. What the fuck? I was fuck? gonna bring this up. So No. Yeah. So, no. So Luca Guadagnino <laughs> bought the rights to Suspiria. And optioned he, it out he, to Gordon. He, he optioned oh. it out to David Gordon Green because they are actually pretty good friends. And um, oh, dude, I think you know both of them. They probably met at the Venice Film Festival because they've had they've both had films there. Um, and uh, David Gordon Green, I guess it just didn't work out because he was he was on he was on board. Thank and it, and God, it just fell, dude. fell apart. And then David Gordon Green attached himself to Halloween. And then Luca Guadagnino decided that it was time to do Suspiria. And he actually started pre-production on Suspiria before he even read the script to Call Me By Your Name. So he, Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was in pre-production for Suspiria. The, the chance to do Call Me By Your Name came up and he couldn't pass on it. So he did that film and then six months later started filming Suspiria, all in the same year. Wow! So like, thank God. He, he said dude. there wasn't one day while he was making <sighs> "Call Me by Your Name" that he wasn't working on Suspiria. So like, that's impressive oh. as fuck. Thank and then, yeah, that's fucking and then to, God. Busy guy. And then to like get an Oscar 
for Call Me By Your Name. Added so much money to Suspiria, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know because he said because he even that question was brought up to him in an interview, and he said that all the financing and everything had already been set. I'm pretty sure before. That doesn't mean you can't Oscar, get more. But though. yeah, that's true. He probably got more money. Um, uh, uh, advertising money, probably. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. But also, he probably got. So, like, the thing is, is like, even though like the "Call Me by Your Name" is released to the public, that shit like circulates internally. Uh, th- you know, through all the, totally all the filmmakers, all the studios and productions. Yeah. You know, especially if it's going for an Oscar run, and I bet you they were like, "Oh, this guy's good." Yeah, and then we're like, "Here's some more." Like, why don't we do? Why don't we do that thing yeah. you actually want to do with totally. Suspiria? And you know what I mean? Suspiria might even be up for Oscar. Some Oscars. It wouldn't surprise me. Like best sound or best makeup effects oh, or best costume so or you know maybe watching even best, best cinematography actor. or best director. This Saturday, knows, you know? watching that best motherfucker. Actor, dude. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Dude. Oh, fuck. oh my god, I'm so excited for this movie. Anyway, so <laughs> I want to bring up one dope. one last thing before we close, okay. uh, just because it's slightly relevant. I watched jennifer's body last night which is a really good movie by the way and i feel like it's one of those movies where everyone thinks it's one thing and then it turns out to be another thing you know kind of in the same vein as um the boston bombing movie whatever that was called patriot Patriot day Day, yeah like a very like a uh, poorly marketed movie um intentionally marketed one way, so like cabin oh, okay. in the it was very cabin in the woodsy where it was like oh, it makes you think it's one thing and then it's uh, something else it? entirely. No, oh, um, and the it? movie opens with the same shot in Halloween. Um, really, and when you're watching it, it's revealed that the uh, so like the same kind of POV style shot, but when you're when you're watching it, um, it cuts back and it's it's like a woman watching from the window so it just it seemed and like how like the camera's like floating it was like it halloween was so fresh in my mind it it felt like they had like that shot they used it as a reference point for the for this thing so it was it was just an interesting kind of um um kind of callback interesting to to halloween that's cool yeah in like this new movie it's not really on my radar as a movie to watch but maybe Maybe I'll put it on there. I don't it's know. pretty good. Maybe it's, it's kind it's, of fun. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it seems it's, like a fun light horror, yeah. which I'm not necessarily into. But the director did. It's not um, super. Yeah, no, it is like a fun it light is horror. A fun horror, it's totally but it's, it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of fun to watch. But it's directed by the chick who did uh, Destroyer, which is coming Diablo out Cody. with Nicole Kidman. She wrote Diablo Cody wrote. Um, well, yeah, no, but the director of, of Jennifer's Body, Karen Kasoma. Oh, she's written by Jabba Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Karen yeah. Kasama. That yeah, looks yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. I can't wait for that to come out. Kidman looks... She did Eon Flux, too? Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Great. Yeah, she's been around. She's been around. She has been, apparently. Interesting. Oh, she did so, the yeah, Invitation, if you want a lighter... Interesting. Okay. If you, if you want a lighter and better version of Halloween, just to watch Jennifer's Body. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. It is pretty Fair good. It, 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 in this weird, like, way. Yeah. All right. I'll it is. It feels my list. like uh, academically, there's a lot of stuff to chew on if you're into that kind of thing. Like, I feel like Jennifer's body is 
has probably been written about by academics it, or 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 would be I don't if think it was it picked up I, I more think steam it was before it's time it's totally it's totally it's more relevant it's now than it was in, back in 2008 or whatever it was made i don't i think it just but it has to come out then because of transformers like megan fox's reputation at that time is like the perfect time to release that movie yeah and it was released like right after and critics actually liked megan fox in the film but the film just didn't yeah. it just didn't catch on like they actually it never caught on actually with liked, audiences they liked her in that you know, hmm. which is weird right but i feel like people just avoided it because it's megan fox and the movie's called jennifer's body yeah yeah it might have been a that poorly named just like movie. nah fuck you yeah um but it's good it's a good movie interesting all right i'll have to check it out then for sure um are we doing a pitch <laughs> yes we are okay well oh are we doing it at the end i guess i don't know i don't i have to I have to work mine out anyway okay so if you have any questions or opinions send an email to b2b films podcast at gmail.com uh if you like the show Please take a small amount of time to rate and review the show wherever you listen to it, because um, it helps others find us. You can also follow us on Letterboxd at Jacob Foltz, Byron Gouet, G-O-U-E-T-T-E, and Hyperion Creator for me. Uh, you can also check out Cinema Therapy. Maybe. Do you have, how's that going? Uh, yeah, check it out. <laughs> take a listen. Uh, first take episode listen. is great. Uh, next episode, we will be doing our happy hour. With the Corinne pitches that we wrote for our part two of Corinne, uh, but never, we just, it didn't work out timing wise. Um, so we'll do those pitches instead for that. And then the week after, we will be covering Suspiria. No idea what the pitches will be for that, but I'm fucking stoked for that episode, dude. So stoked. Um, so I guess. Stay tuned after the break uh, for this week's Pitch Fest. Maybe. I think. Possibly. I don't know. I guess. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for listening. Check it out. Wait. Hang out. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye. This is the back-to-back pitch fest where we each have 30 seconds to pitch a plot to a movie based on this week's topic, and then we vote on who's is best. This week is all about Halloween, so our pitches must take place during this time. It's holiday on Halloween night. Um, we didn't didn't know who was supposed to go first, so Jacob's just gonna go first this week. So, right. what is your title? Mine is called 
Cindy's song. Nice. I like that. I like that. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. And go. Based on a true story, we follow Penn State Korean exchange student on Halloween night as she goes to the club dressed as a bunny and disappears off the face of the earth. The next day, we shift to an investigator who finds no sign of struggle in her apartment, even though he finds her costume. They find a suspect known for murdering young women, but are unable to match her DNA. Uh, the investigator continues his search, but is always on the cusp of solving it and uh, continues uh, investigating even after retirement. Oh, dang. You stumbled over that and then barely fit in the 30 seconds. So. <laughs> I did, uh, so I did nice. some self some self-editing editing. I was like I've oh no this before. isn't gonna cut it I've, I've done two. I've done that before alright nice Cindy's song Cindy's right. song Byron what is your title mine is called Pumpkin Eater <laughs> Pumpkin Eater that's that's hilarious what is it? did you say that's Pumpkin your title. Eater Pumpkin yes. Eater yeah that's hilarious that that's thumb your title sucker. I like Thumb Sucker because <laughs> Oh my god, dude. So for Halloween this year, we did a, a kind of a couple's costume where she was dressed as a pumpkin and I was Peter Peter. <laughs> and then your That's title is awesome. Pumpkin Eater. That's, god damn it, dude. That's what I'm talking about. God damn it. Jacob, you look confused. I, you were dressed as Peter? Peter Peter. You know... Peter, 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 pumpkin eater. Oh, and she was okay, a pumpkin. Okay, that's funny. That's yeah. <laughs> that's funny now that it's been explained to me. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, Byron with pumpkin eater. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, and go. The town of Orangeville holds a pumpkin carving contest every Halloween to keep the spirit of the gobbler from murdering the town's kids. Of course, this is all a local tale perpetrated by parents to get their kids to bed at a decent hour. Nevertheless, the winner of the contest wins a gallon of pumpkin guts to feed the gobbler so his stomach gets full and has no room for children. Then, one year on Halloween, the winner of the contest forgot to lay out the guts for the gobbler to eat. Oh, shit. That's funny because also my original plot that I had written had to do with pumpkins too. Oh, nice. So nice. I'm glad I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin eater. Nice. Alright. I'll let you time me. So my title is Third Arms a Charm. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys both have like like kind of rhyming alliteration mm -hmm. kind of stuff going on. That's kind of cool. I like those titles though. Yeah, yeah me like too. Alright. I see. Sweet. Are you ready? Yeah. And go. A three-armed man who only comes out on Halloween finally emerges from his den to murder people. His deformity is easily masked as a costume. He kills multiple people before encountering a woman who fights back and manages to chop off his third arm. Now a, quote, normal person, his lust for vengeance is gone and he wants to pursue a new life, but almost being killed creates a new form of vengeance in the woman who took the man's arm and she's out for blood. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Alright. Interesting twist. Alright. Back to Jacob. What what was the name of your guy both of your guys' movies? Pumpkin Eater and what was your Third name? Arms a Charm. Third Arms of Charm. Um Well I I'm gonna go with Keith's because um I think it's a I think it's funny. <laughs> it sounds really funny. It sounds like a funny uh, 
<laughs> Sounds like a funny uh, B movie uh, kind of horror. I can see that. You know what I mean? Like it seems oh, like yeah. it's one of those movies that is like hyper serious and is therefore funny because it's yeah. such a the concept of it is so it's so hard to buy that it's funny. You know what I mean? Um, so I like that aspect of it um, a lot. And Byron, I like yours a lot too. Uh, I think it's I think it's really uh, has an interesting kind of premise with it, um, with with the laying it down the the. the you know, and and then having that be like this inciting incident or whatever. Um, I I also I struggled to follow with your with your pitch. Oh okay. For some reason, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. So <laughs> I, I think it was no worries. I think yeah, I think I just it was a hard. Um, I just had a hard time like creating the world with my right. with the words that you were saying you know um yeah. so there's some blockage <laughs> there for some reason so i'm i'm actually i i, I want some can you read gets. it again <laughs> yeah go ahead and read it again yeah. okay the town of orangeville holds a pumpkin carving contest every halloween to keep the spirit of the gobbler from murdering the town's kids of course this is all a local tale perpetrated by parents to get their kids to bed at a decent hour Nevertheless, the winner of the contest wins a gallon of pumpkin guts to feed the gobbler so his stomach gets full and has no room for children. Then, one year on Halloween, the winner of the contest forgot to lay out the guts for the gobbler to eat. Oh. Yeah, so I would have voted for yours. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love the I love how folksy it is. I love uh I love the the that it's kind of it almost feels kind of storybook a little bit you know but yeah, then it feels yeah. like it's gonna have this like turn you know and yeah, who knows what kinda... you do with it after all that stuff but yeah it kind of has like a, a i don't mean this as a negative but like a harry potter one kind of feel to it you know yeah, what i mean just kind of innocent that, like, and fun yeah that kind of like ichabod crane kind of feel is kind of what I yeah yeah exactly that's a better <laughs> yeah that's a better reference um, but yeah, I liked both of yours. I think they're both. I think they're both good. But I since Sweet. it's only fair to, to I'm going to still go no, with Keith's because I understood totally cool. it. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you have to you have to get it from the, the that's first part of it. I guess yeah, is yeah. understanding. Yeah, it. I think that's I think that's fair to say. I think that's part of the third. No, that's to, that, yeah, it's totally cool. Cool. All right, Byron, what do you think? Um, what was yours is it called again, Jacob? Cindy's, uh, Cindy's song. song. Okay. I I like both. Um. But I'll have to go with Keats. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on the Halloween pitch, I, I bitches. Kinda, I kind of like. I kind of like the twist to it, of 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 kind of her getting this like murderous thing, you know, and 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 how he. But I, I kind of like that how it could be sad, you know. This, yeah. this third, this guy with three arms, and and he gets his arm like he gets cut off, you know, like <laughs> like oh, uh, it's kind of cool. It's different. Um, because it's like people are born with like three arms, mm-hmm. like it's a thing. Like right. I mean, like right. But you don't really hear about it. You know what I mean? But it's something that like it could happen. But it's not something that I've ever like seen in person. You know what I mean? Same, yeah. So it's kind of it's like believable but not believable. Um, which is kind of cool. But it also kind of has this kind of like melancholy kind of vibe to it which i always really like and but it also has like where you could easily kind of go this dark like slasher route with it too which is kind of cool so i kind of like what you did with it um but i also like cindy's song and i was kind of picking up on that other kind of sadness too of this like this investigator who 
like just continues his search even after he's retired and how it's kind of like right. eats at him um and i like or her, or her um which i kind of like that aspect of it too um I, I guess I kind of maybe wanted to more about him as a character. I mean, it's yeah. hard to do in 30 seconds. So it's kind of, sure. for her, I guess, the investigator. But the investigator did intrigue me. Um, nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Dope. Yeah, there's three movies I kind of pictured when I kind of created this pitch. was Your Next, oh. Hunchback of Notre Dame, oh, cool. and... Um... God damn it. <laughs> it follows, though. No, ah, Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, um, Don't what's the it. one? Oh my God! Why am I blanking on this now? You're next. Uh, part three. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, there's another movie where they take revenge. Anyway, uh, was it the Oat Studio one of all the arts? No. It's- <laughs> Yeah, Fuck, dude. It's so zygote. stupid that I like forgot as I was like, as you were saying your thing, I was like thinking like, okay, it's these movies, it's these movies, and then I fucking forgot. Oh, uh, oh, um, Space Jam. Yes, exactly that one. Um, anyway, yeah, those were the kind of that switch though of like the the twist of being like, okay, well now it's not over for you actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, my choice is for Jacobs because I do like the. Uh, I like that concept of the obs- I like obsession as yeah. a theme yeah. and mm-hmm. having the investigator be so obsessed that even until basically until like the day they die it's like if they, if they don't figure it out yeah. they're just gonna die not knowing yeah. but they can't right. allow that to happen so they just have to continue to go and go and go and go until they figure it out that's a Rust Cole show yeah. from Two Detectives right exactly yeah <laughs> I like I like obsessive detectives yeah. so that definitely was like a very distinct chord struck with me um, this um this is also like a true thing that happened in like the 90s oh nice so it's like and it's still unsolved today and they just came out with some new stuff in like 2017 um, wow in regards to it and it's still unsolved but they thought maybe they solved it for a second but they didn't that's super cool then that's yeah, crazy I like it you I like should write the, that script man you should cash yeah. in cash in on it yeah Cash, cash yeah. money. Hey, that's what we do best on this podcast. Is yeah. we make, make money. cash. <laughs> we print money. We're making so much fucking money. We print money. money. You know all the <laughs> donations we get from. It's Anchor? got Byron's so face much. and Jacob's ass. <laughs> Byron's I, I face think on it's the reversed. Jacob's ass. I think it's reversed. I think it's Byron's ass. <laughs> I don't have one, which, but which <laughs> incidentally wears faces. I mean, oh bo- god! If bones sell, then yeah. <laughs> Someone's bones into it. sell. Someone's bones into do it. sell. Yeah. You can sell bones for get a good chunk of money. Get get some marrow. You ever, you ever get your marrow? I, that's what donate you do. your marrow. Start, there you yeah, go. Uh, yeah, there donate you go. my marrow. Yeah. Dude, I'm happy to have won the Halloween yeah. pitch. Nailed it. I hope I win the Suspiria pitch. That's the only one that matters to me in life. If I win the Suspiria pitch, I feel like I'm peaked in life. Yeah, I can just we can close the podcast. I can stop yeah. trying to make movies. <laughs> how, and how are we going to do this? Pitch? That's what I want to know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Yeah, That's... you you won your Halloween, and Byron won his uh, Karen. It's true, and it's true. We'll we do have who... another Karen one. Right. So I'm excited to see. I feel good about that one too. So I, me too. Me cool. Too. We'll see. All right. Um, yeah. So I take this one for this week. Uh, we're gonna be doing happy hour next week with a Corinne pitch, and then Suspiria after that. Uh, so thanks for listening. 
Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.